0: Welcome to The Coworker's Podcast with Jesse and Shaney. Where every believer is a coworker in God's mission. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We are taking a, another little break from our Are You Convinced series to welcome a special guest to the podcast. Welcome, Kessid. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Kesed and Jesse and I went to the same training uh, before we went overseas back in 2005, right? Right.
1: So just like a little bit ago.
0: (laughs) Just a tiny bit ago. And at that time, you, Kesed, were headed off to Southeast Asia for a two-year term. And you have done a lot of things since then. Kesed has been working in academic training and sending college students overseas Side note, I forgot to mention, Kessit is a TCK and grew up on the field and now has a passion to help TCKs. And she speaks to groups of TCKs and has done research on TCK identity issues and particularly loves to teach TCKs using the meta-narrative of Scripture and discipling them through through that framework, which I just think is so awesome. Super excited for all that you do, just equipping students and the next generation to live for Christ and your particular heart for TCKs. And so just really excited to have you with us today. Thank you. And you are currently living in Virginia, right? With your husband.
1: Yes, my husband and I live here in Virginia. Um, We've been married about two years and um, yeah, we have no idea what God's going to do in the future, but he's written a really good story so far. So I'm just (laughs) trusting he'll continue with that. That's
0: awesome. Well, today what we want to focus on is preparing our TCKs with the end in mind, parenting them with the end in mind that one day, most of them are going to return to their home country, their passport country, and either go to college or get a job. And so what are some of the main things that you've seen TCKs struggle with when they do launch out on their own in their home country after graduating from high school?
1: Yeah, so A little background before I even give some of these answers. I did a lot of like re-entry type conferences and things like that with TCKs. And then when I first came to the university where I work now, I actually um, intentionally came, not actually necessarily for the job I was coming to, but so that I could disciple TCKs. And so for about six, seven years, I discipled a group of TCKs anywhere. The group was anywhere from like eight, people to like i think at one point it got above 20 um and that was like the just like the heart of of ministry that was happening at the time and so that's where my observations are coming from and then as i've continued i've been here at this university for like 10 years now so um i've had other tck's in my classes and stuff like that so asking that question you know about what are the main things tck's tend to struggle with when they come back to college first of all i want to acknowledge that there is a very wide spectrum of experience Like no TCK experience is exactly the same as another TCK experience. And so, but there is, there are common patterns, you know, and there are things that we can recognize, but obviously everyone is different and every experience is different. Um, I think the first thing I would say is that TCKs coming back for college, first of all, are going to struggle with the same transition issues that every other freshman is struggling with and i think that's actually really important and i think it's important for the tck to know you know i remember even my mindset coming into college as a freshman and it was like i'm coming from farther away than everybody else you know And it would have been really easy for me to, like, think that my transition was, you know, of more value or, um, you know, was, quote, unquote, harder. And in some ways, there's more to transition to. But I had had a lot of transition in my life. I knew how that worked a little bit. Whereas there were people around me as freshmen who, you know, that hour drive from their home to college felt really, 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 really big. And so um, I had to learn to have empathy for that and not judgment and to value other people's struggles and experiences and to sit in that place with them, even though mine was, you know, like, well, I have to get in a plane and I have to travel for 48 hours to go home and you just need to jump in your car. Um, And so I think the same transition issues, even though they're different. So things like, new rhythms, you know, like everyone, all the freshmen are making friends, you know, all of them are trying to figure out like where their classes are and, and you know, there's a transition process. Like if you live overseas, you've probably experienced this at least if not studied it, where there is a transition process that happens. Um, and that happens even when it's not cross-cultural. So the entire freshman class is going through that. Yeah, first of all everyone's going through that. But then of course it's layered because if you're a TCK then you're you're in maybe a culture you've never really lived in or you're returning after a long time. Um, And so there, there's cultural transition and there's, there are the pressure, pressures of that cultural transition. Like I was one that had visited, I went to college in Mississippi. So Mississippi has a very unique, distinct culture, and it is very different than Southeast Asia. And so, you know, (laughs) I grew up under parents who talked about going home and they loved their home and things like that. And for me, this was a new culture. I know I had a U.S. passport and I, you know, had the same color skin as many of the people around me. And I was, you know, in TCK terms, that's called a hidden immigrant. I looked like I should know how to count American money. But honestly, it it was hard for me. Um, and so you've got those types of TCK transition issues on top of that. And, and a lot of that is going to depend on where that TCK is coming from. Knowing what those are, there are going to be some commonalities. There are going to be things that are very different, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you've got unmet expectations. Like, that's a huge uh, transition issue, right? Like, um, and unmet expectations are some of the hardest things to, to respond to because of the big disappointment that happens. And I see that in all my students, but, yes, definitely in my TCKs. But I think the biggest, I mean, the biggest struggle that a TCK usually is going to deal with is the identity and home um, crisis that they go through. And that's, you know, research shows this. This is not something I'm just coming up with. And again, it is experienced on a very wide spectrum. But to some degree, every TCK is going to come to a point at some point in their life where they struggle with this concept of identity and home. Who am I? Where do I belong? And TCKs by definition, because they're growing up in cultures that are not the cultures of their parents, right? So they're growing up in an outside culture from where they are from, from their passport country. And because of that, by definition. TCKs don't usually completely belong in any actual culture, Um, and they find their belonging in others like them. And so that's why you can get TCKs together and all of this. I mean, it takes like two seconds flat, you know, and they're acting like family and like they've known each other forever. Um, And so that is a lot of times for TCKs where their belonging comes from. But at some Mm -hmm. point, most TCKs will have to like really wrestle with that question of where am I from? Um, and you can have TCKs like I I see kind of the spectrum of experience. I have the the TCKs that that kind of are like I love America. They're super patriotic and they kind of want to ignore like you know the first. 17, 18 years of their life in another culture. And then you have the TCKs that can be the opposite that are like, I hate America. Nothing about this place is me. And that's a defense mechanism. Both of those things are defense mechanisms for sure. You know, they are very, very hesitant to love the United States because it feels like they're giving up something that's been so important to them. And that was more the area I leaned in, but I had friends that kind of did the other and really the better, the better place to land is, is in the middle to be like, you know, I recognize that who I am and like how I have been raised. um, I am impacted by many cultures and I can find value in all of those cultures because they have been experiences that have, Um, Been a big part of my life. And so um, I think that, like, that identity and home crisis thing, for the most part, is the biggest thing that TCKs will have to wrestle with to some degree. That was the biggest thing I had to wrestle with. And a lot of how the Lord, like, was kind to me. um, First of all, He really humbled me. He, you know, kind of spiritually tapped me on the shoulder a few times and was like, "Hey, you're kind of br- being a brat. Like, you, you you approach every other country like it is a a culture worth experiencing, but you're not approaching America that way. Like, why in the world would you not do that?" And that took me a few years into college actually. And once I did that, like it was a lot better. Um Or I really struggled with this idea of like being foreign and where I was from, you know, and that's kind of the world's, the world asks that question. Where are you from? What's your favorite place? There's so much pressure and there's so much expectation about belonging to a place. And even I think when I was growing up, I was listening to my parents miss the place they were from. Um, and they loved the place where they lived, but they did miss the place where they were from. And so we would come back to the United States and people would be like, oh, aren't you so glad to be home? And I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like home. That's a weird thing to say to me. I really, really struggled with that idea and this, this reality that I didn't really belong anywhere and everywhere I went, I missed another place. Um, and part of my heart was comfortable all at the same time. And I think that the world really tried to convince me that I had to find a place here that felt like home. The biggest kindness that the Lord did for me was showing me that that was actually a deception of the enemy, that really since Eden, nobody has fully been at home, like Adam and Eve, because of the fall, had to leave what was meant to be the fullness of home, because it was the presence of God, and that was the beauty of the garden was the presence of God. And as I as I read scripture, I was like, oh, there's a lot of story all throughout the meta narrative of scripture where people are leaving places to be tethered to the presence of God, and I realized that I had been running from this thing my my so long you know, this idea of like, you don't belong here. You're an alien. You're a foreigner. Like that, you see it yelled at me when I was growing up in my specific context, you know, like foreigner, foreigner, foreigner. And I hated that because I didn't feel like a foreigner in that place. But then I just, the mental image I have is almost like that was chasing me for so long. And finally, I just turned around and bear hugged it. And I realized that the thing that I struggled with the most Um, You know, like being a foreigner and being a sojourner was actually what I'm called to as a follower of Jesus. And to realize that like, even though the world is going to constantly put this pressure on me that I have to know where I'm from and I have to have a home that actually scripture says that since the garden, nobody has been at home and that I get to travel this world with Jesus. And one day I will be home in new creation. And it won't be because there are gold streets or beautiful rivers. It will be because the presence of God is there, but he's with me here. And so I think that was huge, 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 huge for me um, because yeah. I stopped after that. I really stopped kind of struggling with it because I was like, yeah, I, I don't feel like I belong here, and I and I stopped ans- honestly even answering the question. Like when people ask me where am I from, I don't even answer it. I'm just like, oh well, I've been living here in Virginia for ten years. Like that's it. If they want to know something yeah. else, I'll tell them more. But at the end of the day, like I am not from here, and I think as a TCK. I am so lucky, it's such a kindness that it will be harder for the world to deceive me into thinking that this is my home. So that identity and home issue, that's a huge one for TCKs. Kesed,
0: I'm just so thankful for so much of your response. And just this whole last part about the struggle of having no home on this earth and eventually getting to a place of bear hugging it It just fills me with hope because I can see my kids struggle with that. And my oldest is about to be a freshman in high school. So we're definitely thinking about college already Mm -hmm. because she's so excited and I can see my kids struggle with those things. And I can also see this powerful supernatural work God did in your life when you were in college to totally set you free from all that. And so it just reminds me, we have a God who works miracles and who does big things. You know, if you read any books about TCKs, you're going to read about all these struggles. And there's it's helpful to become aware of those struggles. I mean, the hidden immigrant, I think that term is so helpful. I mean, I wasn't a TCK, but I've been living on the field almost 20 years. So when Mm I go back, I feel a bit of that. We must be aware of the struggles and do our best to prepare our kids while also remembering God is bigger than all of those and can overcome all those. And it might take some time. And to be able to even coach them from earlier ages uh, on this topic of like, who are you? Where is your home? And to start teaching them ever since the fall, we are all aliens on this earth headed to our home. And so Embrace that. Embrace that feeling and praise the Lord that your lifestyle is helping you understand what that means more. Even if I lived in America with my kids, it will be hard to drop them at college, even if I only live an hour away, you know? And so, like you said, some of those just same issues that everybody deals with, Every freshman in college has to go through some struggles. That's part of the maturation process. There's no way to grow into responsibility and maturity until you're on your own to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. So, yeah, yeah, those are
1: good. Actually, I have two really quick things to add to that question just about some of the struggles, tangible struggles. One, I think, is um, another one is church. It's hard for a lot of TCKs. And I think, again, this is something that new students in college have to figure out. Like, where do I go to church? How do I choose a church? I think the way that church functions for a lot of TCKs overseas is really different. And something, at least in my context, there wasn't quite as much pressure and conversation, at least around me on denomination, because we were so focused on like the salvific needs of the lost people around us. It's like, hey, we're not really getting into the second and third tier things quite as much. But I think um, that's hard for TCKs when they come back to the States because for me, like, people are like, oh, you know, what denomination are you when I was a freshman? I'm like, oh, I'm Southern Baptist, you know, and they're like, oh, and and in my head, I'm like, well, that's synonymous with the organization I grew up in. And so yeah. now I'm in the States and I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to a Southern Baptist church. And then I had to kind of figure out what is a Southern Baptist outside of the field? Like, what's a Southern yeah. Baptist in the United States? and so. That was hard and I see a lot of T C K struggling with that and I think Having those conversations with your kids about denominations before they come back to the States is really helpful, Um, and even helping them look at churches in the area that might be good ones for them to go to, and explaining to your kids, like, hey, these are the things about the denomination that we're a part of if you're a part of a denomination, and not just saying, we believe this because this is our denomination, but actually going to Scripture um, and, like, unpacking that with them because a lot of— freshmen, both TCKs and non-TCKs are just not ready for that. And then they're approaching and they're looking for church like they're consumers and they're shopping for church that has the right personality or the right, um, you know, worship experience. And a lot of times they don't even know the questions to ask. So I think that's a challenge I see. And then another challenge I see is just a lot of TCKs, they don't really have a place to go in the States on for like, Thanksgiving and for Christmas and things like that, or even just like a long weekend, sometimes it's not about a home. It's about a place to go. And I was really lucky because I lived close enough to my aunts and uncles, and that was a really redemptive time to be able to get back some of the years that we have lost. But I don't I don't think it is Like something to be overlooked, that it is absolutely okay that in part the places that you might consider for your kids to go to college, you consider by the proximity to like the people that they're going to have access to because you're going to be far away potentially. Um, And that was a huge, 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 beautiful value of my time in college is I actually had a place to go. I could go to my grandmother's. I could go to my aunt and uncle. Um, And so, yeah, I think I would just add those things to those, those struggles about launching into college. So good to think about
0: that. So our kids are now getting into the tween and teen years. And from my perspective now, it feels like their younger years were a bit more simple Part of that's because God's been really gracious. We've had a lot of good health and good seasons on the field. So definitely not that way for everyone. But mm-hmm. it seems like as they've gotten a bit older, their emotional and social health has become something that needs more attention and that we can't quite take for granted as much. And I've read in a few like TCK books that I've read like the importance of friendships in those teenage years and I just wanted you to speak into that a bit. What advice would you give for parents as they parent their teenage TCKs on the field, just helping them with emotional health, social health, maybe especially if they don't have a lot of good options for godly community, like some of our TCKs contexts? Have you seen that?
1: Yes. Have <laughs> oh, I seen that? Yes. I would say again I I think that a lot of a lot of families in the states would probably kind of identify some of those same things that like the needs that they see in their kids once they get into their teen years um you know, there's there's some new challenges there. And I think when, you know, for us specifically, it's 2023, you're talking about kids that lived through COVID. And so, you know, the social dis- dis- distancing impact of that and even just the, you know, a world in crisis, like our our kids were... I don't have kids, but like the teenagers I'm talking about, were kind of raised in a crisis season, and so there's a PTSD. A lot of times, this generation they have more anxiety already, and then you add COVID on top of that, and so um, there are there are some really unique needs that this generation has. I think that um, one of the unique things is that here in the United States, there's so much access to respond to those needs. Um, And maybe there's not as much access in some of the locations around the world. Um, I think there is, you know, there are things that this generation has that I didn't have because of the internet and things like that. And there's, um, you know, some of what the internet provides is really wonderful. Some of what it provides is not so wonderful and is actually the challenge. Um, But I think, you know, something you said at the very, very beginning of, of, you know, our conversation is you said that, like, we're talking about TCKs, like very forward thinking, you know, what's the goal. And I think like, I'm not first of all, I'm not a parent. So I want to say that very clearly, but I have um, interacted with a lot of people who have parents and I had a really good parents. And I also interact with this generation all the time. And a lot of times I see that their parents um, in the United States, there's a lot of, of freshmen that are coming in that their parents did not raise them With very forward thinking, they very much responded to their needs in the now, but they didn't really prepare them. And so I think that the first thing I would say um, very humbly from a non-parent is like, but someone who works at a college um, and who has worked with TCKs in transition, respond to the needs of your specific kids. So first of all, every kid is different your, you know, if you have multiple kids, every kid is different. So respond to the needs of your specific kids um, in the now, but with the future in mind. And so, you know, when I think back to, to my experience overseas, for example, um, it was the right decision for me and my brother to go to boarding school for high school for a few reasons. Um I loved theater and music and I didn't have those opportunities where I was um my dad was traveling and my honestly like we my brother and I both wanted my mom to be able to travel with my dad. Um my brother wanted to play sports and so for us boarding school is really good and I think on top of that for me it was really good for me to have um you know kind of a a pre-launch before getting launched into the United States even though it was really hard Um, But in the long run for us, that was really, really helpful. I had to learn how to be independent and not live with my family, but still in my culture and still close enough to my parents. But I had friends that like the right response for them was to be homeschooled through high school. That's what they needed. And so I think you've got to respond to the needs of your specific kids, um, but respond with the future in mind. And what I mean is is, you know, there are some times where, you know, maybe the kid is, you know, a homebody and really doesn't want to leave. But if you don't do things through those teen years, when they launch into college, it is going to be so, so hard. Um, and so sometimes you might have to like push your kids a little bit and you know, encourage them to do hard things to prepare them for the harder things that are coming. And not just your kids, but you, like as a parent, to, to be able to send your kid to the other side of the world, that's got to be so incredibly difficult. So maybe to help you and your child with that, you need to send them for a summer to spend time with an aunt and uncle to get them ready for it. Um, I think, you know, you, again, you mentioned friendships. Yes. I think making sure that your TCKs have access to those important friendships is really, really, really important. Um, I think that, you know, when there are meetings and camps, like even my parents, we we specifically asked if we could, you know, have shortened furloughs in the summer so that we could go to the camp that we went to with our TCK cousins. And, you know, there were times where our our parents had to say no to us, but there were I know that they made a lot of sacrifices so that we could continue to have access to those relationships. Um, And that was really, really big. And those relationships still mean a lot to me. But again, you know, knowing that they were going to have to send us to the States. So what can they do to help us with that? Well, we came back to the States one summer and we learned to drive. And it's a small thing, but it's not a small thing. It was because I have friends who didn't you know have that and maybe that wasn't possible for them but i think stuff like that is is really really good um i think also as you're interacting with your tweens and your teens um tck's give them access to healthy adult tck's um mm-hmm. i think that's really really helpful and if you can not just one serving overseas i actually think some of the most like impactful adult TCKs I met were actually, randomly, I remember an adult TCK coming from the States for a meeting. And I remember like looking at him and just kind of being like, wow, you didn't marry another TCK and you live in America, but you still really love your life and you love the nations and you love Jesus and you want the nations to know Jesus. And like, Wow! Like, and it was good for me to see a different option of, you know, like yeah. an adult TCK. But yeah, I think giving them access to healthy adult TCKs, yeah. and I and I put a lot of emphasis on the healthy because those are not always what we find. Um, yeah. I think discipleship of your TCK needs to be front loaded, not just responsive. Prepare your kids and your tweens and your teens for the spiritual needs they will face. Some TCKs, when they're in middle school or high school, they really haven't gotten to those identity crisis things yet. Um, They're not struggling quite as much just because of their specific TCK experience, but they probably will. So front load that into your discipleship. I think that um, a lot of what I learned how to do when I was discipling MKs is— God had been so kind to contextualize to me, and I learned to contextualize to them. And I think, you know, there are so many um, people, like workers overseas, who have done the hard work to contextualize to the cultures of where they live. And some of them have not done the hard work to contextualize to their kids. And I think that's really sad. Um, I get, you know, that those years where I was discipling those MKs, they were not biblically illiterate at all. But the amount of them that had not seen scripture contextualized to their TCK experience was kind of honestly a little shocking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of it is because if they don't have parents who've had to wrestle with those same things, that's, I mean, it's just understandable. But I think like, contextualize to your kid there are so many stories in scripture about people who have moved tck experiences like moses who literally is an israelite but he grows up as an egyptian and his life is full of so much tck-ness like he names his son gershom which means i've become an alien in a foreign land like there's nothing so tck as that right there you know yeah um yeah of joseph you know who has to move kind of around that college age and when you read his story and you see that, like, why did Joseph find a place in a new in a new home? Well, because God was with Joseph. Like his presence moved with Joseph. You know, you've got Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego who, and it and it talks about Daniel like resolving himself not to defile his holiness, you know? And that's a great TCK thing to study and to be like, hey, in a new culture, you're gonna have a culture that's trying to like put things on you, and you have to resolve yourself into your identity in Christ. And so, yeah, I think scripture is so full of people that are not being tethered to place and are instead being tethered to the presence of God. And really, at the end of the day, to contextualize Jesus for your children, um, I talked to Jesus for a long time like he was an American teenager. Like, I had to explain my life to him. And as long as I talked to him like that, there was a separation between me and him. And when it suddenly dawned on me that he understood cultural transition more than anybody, and that he, you know, like when he's 12 and his parents find him in the the temple and they're like, where have you been? And he's like, well, didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? And I'm like, of course, he was homesick. He just, he was trying to be as close to home as possible, you know? And I think, for me when I understood that Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head and that he found his community with other people who were like him Um, And like doing ministry alongside him. Like that changed my relationship with him because I stopped explaining my life to him and just started sitting with him and going, hey, Jesus, you had to move. You were a refugee. Like, I don't have to explain this to you. You understand and you can just sit with me. And that was huge. So I think front load that discipleship,
0: contextualize it. Kesson, you just gave us a biblical theology of TCKs. I'm amazed we some of my other parent friends and similar stages, we have been talking together about how to give our kids small steps of responsibility, taking autos by themselves, taking a taxi yeah. like some of those things that they can do in their context. I'm currently reading a parenting book uh, for parenting teens. His big point is the main mistake Christian parents make for teenagers is they parent their teenagers as if they're children instead of as, almost adults, basically. And so that's been helping me so much, just even changing my thinking for my kids that Mm -hmm. we're past the days of just like immediate obedience. You have to take responsibility. That's the goal in all of this. Mm -hmm. Just that intentionality that I think God really uses. And I'm really thankful for your encouragement to be intentional, to start talking to our kids about these things, to front load it, to talk about identity. And the need for friendships and that encouragement to do what we can as parents to provide access. Many of our kids do have friends in other cities of South Asia, right? That they, every meeting when they get together, they're best friends, but then they might not see each other for six months. We've started thinking about that much more. Like we'll pay 200 bucks to get our kid to another city at this point to spend yeah. a weekend with a, a good friend. So yeah, thank you so much for all that goodness. And I'm wondering if you're free next summer to to join us for our cluster meeting. So you can just share
1: all this with our TCKs. I <laughs> would love to. I'm just going to officially say yes. I don't get to do this in my nine to five job. And so mm-hmm. I'm about to get emotional, but it's my heart. It's what mm-hmm. I want to be doing. And so any, any opportunity I get I get really excited because I know the difference that it made in my walk with Jesus and the things I struggled with. Um, And I think so often we're doing our best, but we're really falling short in equipping our TCKs. Um, I remember so many times people saying to me, like, one day you'll be at home in heaven. And I remember having this conversation with the Lord where I was like, that's not enough because it is still tethered to place. And heaven and new creation will be home because you will be there, Jesus, mm-hmm. not because of the place. And so a okay. lot of times we're just falling short. Yeah. That's a good word. It's a good word for all of us, the parents and the kids.
0: Yeah. So I have a question. I'm thinking back to 20 years ago plus when I was in college and remembering my freshman year and. Mm-hmm. It felt at the time like the big scary things for kids would be that they would get into partying or like sexual immorality. And the reality that I'm accepting is I don't really know what a college campus feels like in America. Things have changed so much in these last two decades. So could you give us parents some insight? What are the threats and how are college campuses different than maybe they
1: were? 10 or 20 yeah. years ago. I think that that is a great question and I think like even knowing that that's a question to ask is really good cuz I think as a parent overseas your tendency is going to be to like prepare your kid through your experience but if you've been living overseas for 20 years, well your your cultural understanding of where you're sending your kid back is is not completely accurate it's not completely wrong but it's not completely accurate like i think one when i think about how college campuses have changed um i think one of the first things and this is not necessarily a spiritual thing and it doesn't really need a spiritual response to it but i think one of it is just how academics works and the culture of academics like you know when i was in college i'm still going to my professor's door to to like check my grade on the door That's not the case now. Like, everything is online. Um, And I think even how students come into college is very different. Like, when I was in college, most people were doing the traditional four-year. You come in with, you know, at that point, you might have taken some honor classes. But you don't come in with just tons and tons of credits. Now, like, it is so common for students to come in literally in their first year um, as a junior because they have so many credits from high school. Wow. And that is really unique because we have some very young juniors. Um, and they're honestly, some of them are not ready to be juniors yet. Like, they're not ready in their maturity, but their academics has progressed them to that point. So yeah, just the way academics works. And um, um, and then I think also what I've seen is the culture of when to come to school. Um, and maybe I just wasn't familiar with this or it wasn't as prevalent where I was going to school. But it is really common for students to take a semester off, to take a year off. Um, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think something that I would love to say to parents of TCKs is like, hey, if your kid is not yet ready to come straight into college, that's okay. Figure out what would be good for them. Maybe they need to go to a gap year program. There's some great gap year programs that are Christian based, very, even very missional. And you have the opportunity to live in America. Um, So away from your family, you get to do that transition, but it's a little bit of a quote-unquote safer space because it's a smaller group. You know what's being taught, like that kind of stuff. And I think for some TCKs, that is absolutely the right decision. Um, I think for other TCKs to go to trade school. For some TCKs, the best thing that they could do is go live with an aunt or an uncle or TCK and their family who's come back to the States and like do some trade training. Um, or it might be that a TCK needs to stay with you, the parent, for six months. So again, all of that to say, like, I think that's one thing I would say is just that academics has changed. It's okay to not go straight into college if that's not what your TCK is is ready for. Um, Or what you're ready for, I guess. Um, And I think explaining to them that like, they're even like, it's not as simple as like, here are the main majors. Schools are now like changing things so much. There's so many opportunities and choices. And that's a, I think that's a good thing. Um, And I think letting your kids know that they really don't have to know when they come to college what their major is, Um, to just take that pressure off of them and say, hey, you know, like, go take your general classes. In fact, for TCKs, I think sometimes it might be good if they don't have all of their gen ed classes taken already um, from honor classes and stuff like that, because that's kind of the transition year where they get to see what's out there. Um, and if they come in with too many credits, they have to like really hasten that. Um, and and they might not be ready yet. And then I think what you were, you know, kind of more talking about is just the challenges of the, the culture and the world that have now influenced the college campus. And I think, you know, issues of mental illness are really, really prevalent. Um, and they're not just prevalent, they're in your face. They're almost like part of the identity of a lot of these kids, you know, like this is who I am and I have this thing and this is the medicine I take. Hear me well. I I like praise God for good doctors and good medicine and for help that maybe you know generations past didn't have like the identifications that are now there to help us. Um, but I think we do have to be really really careful. And so yeah, there's issues of mental illness that are very prevalent. Um, the Me Too movement has been really good in the sense that it has brought things into light that need to be brought into light. We, we celebrate when things are brought into light so that redemption can happen. Um, but again, that has vastly changed our culture. And so students are much more aware of that um, and they are much more cautious a lot of times because they have heard about the dangers of different things. And so it is on the tip of their tongues. And then another thing is everyone is tethered to each other on their phones all the time. And I see this a lot with kids and parents we actually have a lot of students that would like some separation, but it's the parents that need to have constant contact with their kids. And so like, I literally have students that when I tell them they need to turn off their phone in my class, they're like, but what if my mom texts me? She'll freak out if I don't respond right away. And I'm like, well, you need to have a conversation with your mom. <laughs> like, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. <laughs> You know, they're tethered to their phones all the time. They're tethered to multiple groups of people, and they're getting updates all the time on the lives. And so I think that's another thing is to just help, help your students, help your TCKs, like, know the balance of that. Like again, some of this is really beautiful, like to be able to have contact like that. But many of them are lonely because they're seeing everything in relationship is happening through a screen. So a lot of our students don't know how to start conversations with real people. Like we have students who have such a heart to share the gospel, but they don't know how to start a conversation with a stranger, for example. So we're having to kind of backtrack on like how we're training them and things like that. Um, And then the other thing is just truth, like the question of truth, and not just what truth is, but who decides it. And that's really what it comes down to, is like who decides what truth is. And more and more, you know, the the phrasing of live your truth and live my own truth, and your friends are the ones who decide. Like, and that's really it. What do your friends think is true, and that's what you think is true. Again, discipling your kids and having, like, having uncomfortable, hard conversations, because it is much safer for them to have those conversations with you um, than for the first time they have them to be on a college campus. Training them to know not just what truth is, but where in scripture that truth comes from. I interact with students all the time. They're like, well, I know this is right, and but they don't actually know where that comes from. And that's when it doesn't last because the words of their parents are not eternal. The words of scripture are eternal. And if they're not tethered rightly, then there will be a lot of other voices that are stronger than their parents. So I think those are some of the big things.
0: That's really good. And even as I have confessed to the Lord, sometimes the fears that I might feel when I imagine my kids starting to go to college, I'm so thankful. He's just reminded me, He's going to provide. God is going to be faithful. He is going to answer our prayers. He's going to provide the right option for our kids and for us. I mean, even from the parent perspective, you know, we're trying to figure out okay, how long would we stay in America when we when we would take each kid back? And you're trying to figure out your stateside lengths. And just to remember, God really can provide. And And it can look so differently. And even as you were talking, I just jotted down like four or five different examples of different people I'm imagining that they're coworkers of ours with kids. They're in the season of taking kids back to the States for college or for another route. And and these are all amazing godly parents, you know, people that I look up to. And there are some that are, you know, dropping their kids in university and coming back to the field. There are some that are like, we have to stay in America a while with our kid, Mm -hmm. at least a year. And Mm -hmm. others who are like, I don't think a big university is going to be the right fit. I think it's too much. I think we need a small Christian school. I think that just reminds me, God is going to guide each of us and None of those things, a gap year or like parents having to leave the field for a while, none of those are failures. Like that is just God showing the right way.
1: And I think too that that season of like your kids transitioning into the States, like hard is not the same as bad. That hard season for me is what tethered me to Christ. And like, do I want to live it again? No, I'm good. I don't want to live that again, but I don't want to give it back. I do not want to give it back because that struggle and that hardship of like really wrestling that year is honestly what made me like root myself in Jesus. Entrust your kids to Jesus. He loves them more than you do. Like first of all, you know, and, and I can't imagine the difficulty of of this as a parent to be like okay what do i have to let them learn on their own and when do i need to step back and let them wrestle and then when do i need to step in and to just ask the lord to give you that discernment because they they do need to wrestle with jesus a little bit and let him let him be the one to to fill um those gaps you know i know that the
0: lord has shown me that my fear and my hesitation much of it is idolatry of me thinking As long as I'm in the picture with my kids, they're safe. But if I'm Mm -hmm. not there, that they're not, which is putting me in the place of God. God is always with them. I look back on my college years, God's hand was upon me, or else Mm -hmm. I could have really gone down some unsafe paths. But God's hand was upon me, even when I wasn't as mature or as strong as I should have been. And so we're not God. We're not omniscient. And (laughs) He is... He, like you said, loves our children much more than we do, and He's going to give us the wisdom we need to care for them. And thank you for the reminder. It is not our job to save our children out of every difficulty. Even Mm. for us, we all know we've grown the most through the hard times in our life. So we have to let them experience that. Many of them do experience that in our own home, which is wonderful to be able to go through a hard season and come out of it and have been right there beside them the whole time. Yeah. Cassid, I have so much more I want to talk to you about, but I think we'll have to wait for maybe another opportunity. Thank That's you great. so much. I can hear your passion for the Lord and for TCKs and it is so beautiful and man, I'm just so thankful for you. I'm thankful for all of your investments that you're making and and just really thank you for the way you've shared and shared so much wisdom with us and all of our listeners.
1: Well, thank you for giving me an opportunity on honestly such a good platform. And I, like I said earlier, I'm really excited to have this this podcast to even share with my students because um, they are always looking for, you know, truth-rooted um, teaching and like story. And so, yeah, I'm glad to be reconnected to you. Listeners, thanks for joining in with
0: us this week and we will look forward to seeing you next week.